Um, tough day. Literally, my weekend went, I cried Friday night because I watched A Star is Born. That they was traded. a foolish, foolish decision. I know. And then they traded Steven Adams in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. OSU lost. Spoiler, if you're here for the goods, OSU lost. Spoiler and alert. Mid-game, Nerlens signs with the Knicks. Mid-game. I crushed this weekend. The Packers better, better <laughs> hold down the fort tomorrow because I need some good luck. Um, if the Chiefs don't beat the Raiders tomorrow, there's going to be some bragging rights lost. Yes. Jess. Jess. <laughs> you said spoiler alert. <laughs> My notes literally say thunder bullshit. <laughs> well. Because we're well, back on our bullshit. <laughs> um, it was, like, fun for a little bit. It's not fun anymore. It was, like, DJ Khaled, Oprah, another pick. Yeah. Another pick. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, like, the shine is starting to wear off. You know, so... <laughs> I am, like, full rebuild. Like, I understand it, but we're just at the part where it really, really sucks. And I thought I was doing okay. I, I had totally prepared myself for Steven to go. Like, we knew he was going to be traded. But yeah. when I woke up and saw that alert, I was pissed. I didn't go back to sleep. I didn't go back to sleep. I was so mad, and I knew it was coming. It's... It's the middle of the night thing. You know what? Say it to my face. (laughs) Okay. If you're going to leave me, don't do it in the middle of the night. That's the worst. The worst. He went to get some milk and some cigarettes and never came back. Yep. He's probably already in a new uniform. With Zion. With Zion. Yep. We kind of did it again. All we right. didn't have the an intro. <laughs> I was about to be like, what's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome back. It's Babes in Ballland. And uh, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. Want to hear it? <laughs> um, first of all, we have a coach. Can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> How do you say our new coach's name? That's a good question. I feel like there's a lot okay. of extra vowels in there that maybe aren't needed. <laughs> I think it's Dagnall. I don't know. Well, I was hoping that you were going to know. Every time I see it, I just see Diagon Alley, like Diagon Alley <laughs> from Harry Potter. And so this whole week, he's just been Coach Diagon Alley to me. <laughs> And I, mean, I was hoping that you could help me out because I know that's not right. 
you know, I'm really good at like half listening to the details. So like I knew who it was, but I never listened to how they pronounced it. <laughs> I just I thought you were going to know. I think, I think he looks like a actor from like a 1990s version of Moneyball or something like he looks like a shark. His features are very pointed Angular. He looks very serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. He's in a crime family. I was going more crime, but like you said shark and I saw it. So same, same. Um, they promoted him. He was a Thunder assistant. And I guess I was a little stunned when they first announced him, but I think it makes sense. <laughs> when am I not like shocked? I like that we promoted from within the program. I don't know why we had to take so long to promote from within the program, <laughs> but oh, I mean, whatever, Presty, it's your world, truly. It is your world. First things first, Chris Paul, my baby, not Nader. There's a third one. Dennis? Dennis went to the Lakers first. That was yeah. the first ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I Dennis was not to expecting the Lakers. That, to first. that was announced quickly, too. So, yeah, Dennis was first, and then we got the Chris Paul Nader news, and they went to Phoenix. Here's the thing we also knew Chris, the Chris Paul thing was coming. It makes sense for him. I know his family's in California. They stayed in California for obvious reasons. Um, Chris Paul, love ya. Thanks and stuff. I know that sounds real heartfelt, but I mean, I really do feel like that he was our coach last year and it's special in here. But then he took Nader and I was like, wait, <laughs> why are you taking Nader with you? <laughs> He was ready to pull up at any time. <laughs> you loved that. Green light go all the time. Um, I know you and I didn't always see eye to eye about Nader, but <laughs> was I the most upset <laughs> that he was out? Honestly, I was so focused on I wanted to keep Hami, which is pretty much where you and I sat all season long that whenever mm -hmm. I saw that Nader was out, that made me feel better about Hami. So I was like, I'm really sorry. Sorry for your loss, Amanda. I'm so pleased that Hami is still with us. Yes. I'm super pleased about it. Oh, Mike Moose still wants to play. That was the other good news. Mike Moose is back. The Moose is loose. It's us and him. No mullet, though. Don't bring that. He wants to stay. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dennis went to the Lakers. Um, oh, just broke today. We're just, we're just gonna do this out of order. No, sorry, you go. You looked like you had a big one. Well, I think it's a big one because they did not pick up Deontay Burton's option. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's not coming back, and I am pleased like I put that in the good category I think you are super happy about it yes I think that there's three good things and that is moose 
Hami and Deontay. And that's what I'm holding on to in this rebuild so far. I think that's perfectly acceptable. Um, when it all started going down, Nader, Chris Paul, and then they said Rubio, I was like, no. But everybody they were pulling in, like Rubio, uh, Danny Green, Oubre, I'm like, none of these are pieces for a rebuild. Yeah. Um, they were like literally here and gone. Danny Green, I was like, that's it? That's what we get? I was not pleased. But also, I don't like Danny Green. And then they hit us with Ricky Rubio, and I was like, gross. That's even worse. So there was a moment I, when they were throwing out Pat Bev, too, and I was like, no, I won't watch that. You better ship him in and ship him out, because I'm not tuning in to watch that. It was getting gross for a minute. I just didn't expect Dennis to go first. And so when it was Dennis for Danny Green, I was like, no, <laughs> immediately <laughs> disgusted, annoyed. Even though I knew that he wasn't, I just like Rubio, like Oubre, I knew Danny wasn't staying. I'm like, that's not a rebuild piece, but I'm still like, ew. And you know, they do like the potential pictures and like, welcome. And I'm like, no, we're, we're not, no, no. Um, I think what was hard for me about Dennis is I know to a lot of people, he was just sixth man of the year candidate, but I think especially in the bubble when he was gone, you saw how much he meant to our team. So I think there was more value there to me. Like, obviously he has great value. That's why the Lakers wanted him. And it completely makes sense when you think about kind of what they were missing. So it sucks that I think that the fit is there. Um, Cause I really like Dennis. That one hurt, but I was still it like, did. maybe we'll keep Steven. Maybe they'll let us keep him. No. Well, and then the Warriors picked up Ubre from us and then happenstance clay thompson has a season ending achilles injury so what does that mean for uber's role there so i mean i feel like that that was a good deal does anybody know and i'm sure a lot of people know but i don't because i like i'm been so overwhelmed with this week <laughs> with the free agency and then the draft and so i mean like it's been how a lot picks <laughs> How many picks do we have now? Like, is there, like... Girl, I don't know. I literally quit listening. I'm like, I feel like RuPaul, like, you just get back to me when you get your life together. Because <laughs> I'm like, much. this is all too much for me to take on. Like, you know, normally, I do a really good job at keeping up. But, like, on this one, I'm just like... There was a point where I truly did not know who was on the roster. I still don't know, like, completely. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, who out of, well, like, was there last year who we got back. Right. As far as the new pieces, I'm like, I need someone to write down the names of the players that are going to be on our team because 
I can't keep up. I need a, it's been so wild. I need a flow chart. <laughs> yes. Um, and then T Ferg is out. Baby, we loved you. We stood up for you. Let them know. We were always there. Maybe a little frustrated. But we were always there. Where did he go? Um, Philly. Yeah, 76ers took Danny Green and T Ferg. Those Philly fans are going to eat Ferg alive, okay? I'm not, yeah. like, my oh, baby. Yeah. They're <laughs> not going to be nice to him. <laughs> they, no. That is hard. And then um, the Toronto Raptors are going to be the Tampa Bay Raptors, the Tampa Bay Raptors. So then they told us during the OU-OSU game tonight that Nerlens was signing with the Knicks. Which was funny because all this week you kept being like, where's Nerlens and what's happening? And is he signed? Is he not? What's an early bird? <laughs> Define early bird. But yeah, um, Nerlens was a free agent and he just signed with the Knicks. And then Dre is also a free agent. And I'm like, just, can I have Dre? Can I just have this one thing? Steven and Dre, Yes. I mean, we might as well talk about it. <clears throat> Ahem. Steven Adams is the New Orleans Pelican. You know I hate them. And you I'm just sorry hurt I me again. Like, it's info that I already know. I just but feel like I hurt. need to say it out loud to make it real. Yeah. Because now Ennis Cantor is a Portland Trailblazer. And Carmelo's back. So just fine. Well, I mean, yes. Uh, like light, little ding, precious angel light. Carmelo <laughs> signed a year with the Trailblazers, right? And I feel blessed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sorry I shouted at you this morning. I hate the New Orleans Pelicans. I apologize for my behavior. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm trying to think of another team that would have made me more mad, like maybe the Nets. Um, Nets, yeah. And then probably for me, the Celtics. But that's – I just don't like Boston. <laughs> we haven't gotten to talk about um, – okay, we can definitely talk about Gallo. Gallo just signed three years with the Hawks. Yes, we were hoping for a sign-and-trade, but he just signed with them, so fine, I so, guess. He did, like, make a little blurb on Twitter, which is more than we got from Kevin Durant, <laughs> so. Ma'am, here's what's interesting to me about the Hawks. So we've got, you know, my baby Trey Young, precious angel, um, but Rayshon Rondo now plays for the Hotlanta Hawks. They're trying to make some money moves. Yeah. I mean, it kind of looks like everyone's trying to improve except for the Thunder. <laughs> and they're like, give me your picks. And it just <laughs> – we're just at the part quote. that sucks, you know? Yes. I saw a quote that said, we're about to find out who the real Thunder <laughs> – the OKC Thunder. We're about to find <laughs> out who the real OKC Thunder fans. I can't even say it. It's fine. Just let yeah. it happen. 
We're about to find out who the real fans are. <laughs> Maybe I'm not even a fan because I can't even say it right now. Because can't this week say the words <laughs> has been so traumatizing. And I know I'm laughing, but I could have cried this morning. Like I was trying to rein it in big time when Steven left me in the night. Yes. Um, I messaged you and I was like, yo dog, you up? <laughs> you didn't message me back. And I was like, oh no, when she wakes up in the morning, I got to tell her like, she can't go any part of the day without knowing this information. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, just as was, painful as I thought it was going to be, honestly. And then it like poured rain and I was like, it's cause Steven left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remembered. I remembered. So we haven't got to talk about James. James Harden being like, no, I don't need, I don't need your money. Yeah. Keep your money. I want to go play for the Nets. <laughs> but then, the, did you see the newest Rocket stuff? They're like, oh, well, actually, we're not obligated to do anything. So they're not even saying that they're going to move them. Yeah. Sorry. Which kind of circles around to Russ being like, actually, I think your organization is shit. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but. My um, as one of my favorite four-year-olds told me this week when she was trying to show me her middle, or last week, she was trying to show me her middle finger. She was like having me read between the lines and was like do you know what this means yeah that's pretty much what russ was letting him know that it's not a good time down there and they were trying to make chris paul look boo-boo and yes. chris paul is protected forever now so if we just do the rundown because it, it gets messy in there so chris paul and nader are in phoenix dennis is a laker gallo signed with the hawks steven Plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Deontay Burton, we did not pick up his option. Berg <laughs> is in Philly. Uh, Nerland plays for the Knicks. And then Dre is still a free agent. So we could technically still sign him, but nothing's happened. So what does that mean that we have left from last season? SGA, Dort. Darius, Isaiah Roby, question mark? Yes, <laughs> I think so. And then we picked up yep. Hami and Mike Moose's options. So, going to be a way different look. Well, and as far as, like, the new guys, I'm going to need to, like, have a roster locked in. Because who knows? We're probably not even done yet. Trading um, swapping. These are going to these lineups are gonna murder you oh yeah I was trying to like put together what I thought a lineup would look like and I kind of stopped at SGA Dort Darius then what um so we picked up Crutchy mm -hmm. I do that's I do know how to say that one and do you know how to say crutchy? And then didn't we pick up a player from France? Yes. At some point. Yes. A lot has happened. And, and then Puka. Honestly, I've just been like, yep. We traded he's, to get Puka. He's, he's a boy. He's kind of, 
That's a baby. I think. <laughs> yes. We thought that baby Bays was a baby. There's a new baby. Yes. So, and I honestly, like, I've seen their faces and their names, but I haven't really gotten in there just because it's been a lot this week, you guys. <laughs> and then they finally revealed our new City Edition jerseys. Do you really hate them that much? Mm. Off first look, absolutely. But then I saw them, oh, it was probably on a video game, and I saw them, like, on somebody, not just, yes. like, sitting there, and then I was like, oh, okay. I probably overreacted, I think, which happens yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so, I no, think, I don't hate them now. I think the lines are really clean, and I think that, like, my initial, and it wasn't, like, as strong as of a rejection as you gave them, but... <laughs> wasn't that right after Dennis they like traded Dennis and then dropped jerseys and I'm like I don't care about jerseys right now <laughs> right I'm sorry I know that we usually do a fashion rundown and I should care but I I don't care right now just want you to know and this is gonna be so upsetting for you but I just want you to know like check back in previous episodes how mad I was when you ordered a Steven jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Write that down. I'm still going to wear it. Well, of course we're going to wear it because, like, Kiwi forever. But I've just been through some things with purchasing names on items of clothing. <laughs> I don't really want to, like, talk on it too much because, like, that only happens with basketball for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I don't want it to like creep into other areas of sport <laughs> watching for me. So I don't want to like get in there too much. But that's the only time it's happened is basketball. Bas love in basketball. It does get wild. Yeah. Uh, big day today. OSU versus OU. Big 12 matchup. You want to do some hotter knots? Yeah, I thought I had three, but apparently I only wrote down two. <laughs> because That's there's not a third fun. one on my list. <laughs> um, do you want me to go or you want to go? You go. Okay. Um... I can't stop thinking about this, and I know it's just because it's the world we live in now, but um, Clemson, the Clemson game, was it Florida or Florida State? Florida they, State. Florida State. They postponed the game because medical officials could not come to an agreement on whether it was safe or not to play. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not hot. No, it's not hot. I feel like if there's a question mark, you don't play. <laughs> you know, like, if you're kind of like, ooh, this could, this could potentially be bad, then I feel like you don't play. <laughs> well, and I hate to be, like, kind of poopy, but Florida State was going to get smoked. Trevor Lawrence, daddy's back. Yeah. But, yeah. I was like, well, yeah, if there's a question, like, why are we arguing? Right. It's not. 
No, not hot. Um, both of mine are Bedlam related. And I found out before the game that it would be Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler as our broadcasters for Bedlam. I don't think that's hot. <laughs> Kirk and I don't get along. <laughs> okay. Kirk is always such a turd about OSU. He's like, very mean has. to me sometimes. <laughs> he always has been. And generally, like, it's it's not hot. No. I saw that. And there was a heavy eye roll. I was not pleased. I mean, us getting a primetime spot was hot. Yes. Yeah, was that was hot. Except for... Then, like, which, how would you have known that they were going to trade Steven on Bedlam? Um, the, the disrespect. But it was no nice. No one could have predicted that. No. But it was <laughs> nice to, like, have that rebound time kind of in between. Not that I'm over it. I probably won't ever be over it. But it was nice that it wasn't an 11 o'clock start. <laughs> Yes, because I think originally it was supposed to be an 11 o'clock start, and I was pretty pleased, even though um, game day was there. That's hot. What's not hot is that the entire college game day crew picked OU to win. I'm like, not one of you turds can pick the underdog here. I know we were ranked higher, but I do always feel like we're the underdog. And you want to know Lee? I mean, Corso's generally, yes. Reason for picking him, he said, I love picking Oklahoma so I can shoot the shotgun. And I'm like, Lee? I mean, roll that beautiful bean footage of Corso falling out of his chair firing it off like that is true best always super hot i'm trying to think um oh my favorite game day sign said mike gundy orders chicken strips at a steakhouse so that was my favorite <laughs> that was my favorite sign i know it's like against us but i'm like that was well thought through and i see you like that's funny <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, Gundy. That um, was supposed okay. to be my third hot or not. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> the sign? Well, it's yeah. hot. <laughs> yes, yeah, I thought so. Definitely hot. Um, tight end Grant Calcaterra had retired from football due to concussions. He graduated from OU in the spring and... Um, well, he's back, and he's starting for Auburn 2021 for his last year of eligibility. Um, I guess, like, <laughs> you do you, but I feel like it's not hot. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm like, the SEC? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank, I don't thank think it's you. hot. <laughs> it's quite I rude, mean, actually. <laughs> I'm sure it's really hot for your career, and... Okay, not hot. Not hot. I don't have another one. My other one was. <laughs> you said that. 
No, my other one was game day, but we already kind of touched on it. Game day, Kirk Herb Street, not hot. Gross. Um, game day being in Norman while Oklahoma is in the middle of like a hotbed pandemic shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> 20, 2020. <laughs> I mean, um, there, I just there wish that this game could have been, like, full capacity, you know, because yeah. we did have game day. It had the potential to be a really good game. Spoiler, it was not. <laughs> but everything was lining up right. It was prime time, all the things. It, there were so many people out as well so i mean you have to take that yeah i mean i it could have been completely different and then um they had spencer rattler for his hip marked it 99 percent probable to play and i'm like okay <laughs> 99. Um, austin stogner was out so that was tough for me was that covid or well they probably didn't uh, his knee Oh, he was just out. Knee issue. If there's a COVID situation there, I do not know. Well, they told me Tylen Wallace was healthy. They told me that Colby Harvell Peel was healthy. They told me the entire O-line was healthy. And I'm like, then what's the problem? Because I feel like I need to go block for Chuba because nobody's doing it <laughs> yeah and now he's hurt again i missed that can you tell me what happened um he just i was got, working sad he just got tackled and kind of landed on it wrong and it's the same one that was already kind of bothering him so then he was sitting out and then he said he could play again so then i think he only sat out a little bit in the third and then he tried to come back in, but there is, and we'll get into this more, but he has no room to do anything. And LD Brown doesn't either. And yeah. I don't want to just like trash talk the whole O-line, but I'm like, girl, you know, we got issues because they just get taken over every game, it seems. And there's no yeah. space to do anything. And I know Spencer Sanders went out after taking that hard hit because the OU defense was getting to him. But even when Shane Illingworth was in, he didn't have time to do much because OU was on him. And I, I don't want to trash talk the whole O-line, but there's some issues there, I think. Yeah, they definitely were not protecting him. Um, we discussed this a few times, Bedlam, primetime, 6.30, um, kickoff ended up being around like 6.40, 6.45, um, the first quarter started, um, two quick scores from OU, 12 minutes and 37 seconds in, Spencer had a nice little run in. 
and eight minutes and 26 seconds. Um, he threw a 20 yard pass to Mikey Henderson. I want to talk to you a minute about the interception. I honestly don't think we had control. I, and the call on, I mean, they called it on the field as standing that it was an OU interception. I don't think he had control. I think a lot of it for me, I didn't really question it watching the game. One, because OSU came out on their very first drive and we were a hot mess. Um, once again, they were on Spencer Sanders very quickly. Somehow we ended on like a two and 26 and Tylen Wallace did get 12 yards. Um, but it ended four and 14 for a punt. And like our first outing out was just a hot mess. We had the intentional grounding, the false start, like it was messy. And then OU scored again very quickly. So it was 14 to zero. And we've had issues with Spencer Sanders throwing interceptions or having a turnover very early in the game. So when it was tipped like that, I wasn't even paying full attention because I was immediately mad because I was like, here we are again, turnovers are a problem and they are a problem. And so I wasn't paying the most attention because I was seeing hot fire. But to me, it looked incomplete, but I think it was one of those that you had to go with what was called on the field type um thing. Like, I don't think there was enough to, like, sway it back, I guess. Irreverse or whatever evidence. I can't yeah. remember the special word. Um, enough evidence to overturn. But I still don't think we had control. I don't think that was an interception. Just personal opinion. Um, and at six minutes and nine seconds, Theo Weiss had a nine-yard run, making it 21-0 very quickly. Very, very quickly. And it happens fast. Yes, it was that next OSU drive where, once again, hard pressure on Spencer Sanders. Yeah, they put Shane Illingworth in, and I don't know. I was okay with Spencer Sanders being out. Not that I ever wanted him to be out because he was injured. Like, it's not like that at all. But I was already saying last game, and I told my dad this this weekend, I want to see Shane again because mm -hmm. I'm just frustrated with Spencer Sanders. I know he's not the type of quarterback that we typically have, and I try to be, be very forgiving of that, but the turnovers are a problem, um, and I don't feel like we're making any headway. You know, like it's still just the same thing every time. So I was already pretty frustrated after the first interception. So I was glad to see Shane. I don't think it ended the way, well, I know it didn't end the way that I would have wanted it to because he did not throw the ball well, but he was able to move the ball, you know? And then I think finally, I can't think of your player's name, the second OU had a field goal, making it 24-7. It was a 40-yard field goal at 8 minutes and 39 seconds. OU hit another field goal, making it 27-7. Uh, 
That was a 29-yard field goal. Um, the OU offense really stalled in the second, like quite a bit, second and third. I mean, and then towards the end of the second two, everybody was starting to get a little testy. They were getting yeah. a little chirpy. Starting um, to get a little testy out here around the, I don't know, like the, like halfway down through the quarter, really after that five minute, five and a half minute mark or eh, five minutes, 45 seconds, Bonito got that false start and they had to call a timeout. Um, and everybody was just kind of irritated. And I'm like, let's just go to the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I was, I was really irritated about that unsportsmanlike call. He's been called for stuff like that before this season. And it's a foolish, I don't remember his name. I didn't write it down for OU, but it's foolish. I'm trying to think of the way I need to word this. I think the Spencer Sanders, we'll call it an injury, was weird because they made it seem like they took him out and put him in concussion protocol. But then right. they kept saying that he wanted to play, and you could tell he wanted to play. But then they kept saying that he wasn't cleared to play. So I found it odd that he came back in, I guess, that late in the game. Like, why would he be cleared at the end of the game but not – I don't know. It's odd to me. I – Definitely have some questions about that too. I'm sure I didn't, I watched most of Lincoln's post game. I didn't get to watch any of Gundy's. I'm sure that he got asked that question too. Um, it was weird to me. I didn't see Spencer Sanders get hurt. And so I even have down what the hell happened to Spencer Sanders? Like what happened, but he's still on the sideline, but he can't play but he looks like, but like he's suited up. He's got a helmet on. Like, what are we doing? Illingworth is starting to really struggle. And I mean, like things went from bad to worse for you guys. And like, this is going to sound shitty of me to say, but like, I honestly just started feeling bad. I'm like, yes. this isn't even like fun. Like this no. isn't even a good time. And Honestly, I'm so frustrated with Spencer Sanders turning over the ball that after that interception, I wanted Shane to come in because I'm like, I need to see that there's not a better option because we're not getting better at taking care of the football. It's the same thing every time. Like maybe he does need to take a little time out. So I wanted to see Shane again. And even in the second the part that's so weird is Shane seems more calm and put together than Spencer Sanders to me. He's a lot calmer in the pocket. Absolutely. And it's just he overthrows his guy every time. Like, it's on target, but too long. Every single time. So I'm not like fully giving up on him. I do think that maybe that's something that can be corrected, but it does need corrected because it's not just like one time there's, you have a lot of adrenaline and you overthrow him. It's literally mm -hmm. every time he overthrows him. But even in the second, I would have left Shane in, even if Spencer Sanders was ready to go because he didn't move the ball. 
either. The first one was a hot mess, so I was like, don't want any more of that. We literally let OU have the football almost the entire first quarter. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty much up for anything, even though it wasn't going as well as normal. But what I would have done, obviously I'm not the coach, but I would have left Shane in for the second because we did kind of hang around. Like we got a field goal with, I think, around five minutes. So then it was 27 to 10 OU. And OSU got another field goal before halftime. So the halftime score was 27 to 13. So did Shane look amazing? No, but he was giving you points, you know? So I would have left him in in the second, but. If Spencer Sanders is healthy and that's who you want to go with, why not start him after half? We're getting, we're, yes. Honestly, yes. four minutes and 57 seconds, Oyushu does get a field goal, making it 27-10. And honestly, like, at this point, I kind of want to skip, since we're on this right now, I feel like it's really relevant. My Cowboy Kool-Aid Award is basically this conversation. It's not even really an award. It's just, like, is this a coaching decision? Do you play Spencer? Like, and so then I'm comparing Riley in Texas when Spencer Rattler had to come out and when Mordecai stopped moving the ball, they made the switch. And I know that Spencer Sanders got hit a lot harder than Spence when they pulled Spencer Rattler mm -hmm. in that game. I mean, the hit, it was, it was a hard hit, but it's just, I don't know. Well, I and, and the doing... half too, like, I just felt like the, it was like they just like rolled over and were like get me out of here and I don't know if that's a coaching decision you know and that's what I wanted to ask you as part of my Cowboy Kool-Aid award like what would you have done in that situation because I don't feel like I don't know what the right answer is but I also don't feel like that it was handled properly why is he even allowed on the sidelines with a helmet on if he's not like I do not understand what was going on at all but then, like, after half, he had a beanie on. He didn't have his helmet on. He had a beanie mm -hmm. on. So I thought that meant that he was done because they'd been saying the whole game that he wasn't medically cleared after taking that hit. And I think they were probably worried about a concussion. But Sure, you have to be. Yes, and, like, I never want to question what they're doing for a player's safety, but – it just seemed like he was able to play, but they were choosing to play Illingworth, which, like I said, I would have left him in in the second because if we're going on if he's moving the ball or not, they still got the two field goals to end the half. So it's not that he wasn't moving the ball. It was not perfect by any means, but we were still getting some points. But if you're going off of when Shane Illingworth goes stagnant and can't move the ball, like you kind of talked about Mordecai, and then they put Rattler back in, mm -hmm. I have um, one, two, 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the third, it was the same score as halftime, so 27 to 13. So if you're going off of when we're not moving the ball, why wouldn't you have put Spencer Sanders back in in the third? Like, I guess I don't hate Shane starting after half because he was putting up points, but if you're going to put Spencer Sanders back in – why not do it in the third when it's evident that Shane's not moving the ball and you still have time to do something because it was still only 27 to 13. That's not an outlandish amount of points. Like you have not at all, but it's not something that you can't do. So I don't understand it at all. It's just at one time, when Illingworth, it was like 13 of 14 passes missed. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. what is Bullet coming in? Why does Spencer Sanders have his helmet on? I'm so confused with the gameplay. Yeah. And then I'm back to two weeks ago when Gundy's like, I don't know who's playing for the offensive line. And I I'm don't like, know oh, who's okay. on the line. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like, in the third – Like I said, Spencer Sanders had the beanie on, so I thought he was out, and Shane was not moving the ball. So I assumed that meant Spencer Sanders, he was out. Right. Until I see start of the fourth, he has his helmet on, and I'm like, can he play? You know, this whole time, because... Right. Varsity Blues... (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely wanted Shane to get a chance because I needed to see it because I was so frustrated with Spencer Sanders. Like I need to see that he's the best option if he is. So I don't mind Shane being in like I wanted to see that, but then it absolutely makes no sense to leave Shane out there in the third and let him eat shit like that. (laughs) And then yes, put Spencer back in to start the fourth. Like, I just don't, I've never been less okay with a Gundy decision than this whole thing. This whole thing. Most of the time, like, obviously I'm not going to agree with everything, but this is like the biggest coaching issue I think I've ever had because I don't understand that at all. No. Even when they said that they were going to try and use both quarterbacks, I thought it would be more the situation like when we did it before, like you would have somebody move the ball and then like a red zone quarterback. Mm -hmm. We've kind of done that before, but I don't know. (laughs) This this ain't it. (laughs) Um, Halftime 27-13 Oklahoma. I feel like our D still looked pretty tough. We did talk about the OU offense stalling through the second and third. Like you mentioned, the score was the same. There's just a lot of missed opportunity there. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I was comfortable with Shane being in, one, because we did slow down the OU offense. Like, you guys Mm -hmm. put up the quick 21 And then at the end of the third, you only had 27. So as soon as the defense made the adjustments and got it figured out, like, 
I kind of thought we'd stolen some of the momentum back to where at least we weren't being crushed. But right. I saw Spencer Sanders putting his little helmet on to start the fourth, and I was like, so that was a coaching decision? Because it wasn't going well, and we made zero adjustments. It's like we were like, oh, shit, this isn't working. And then we did it again, and then we did it again. And I'm like, in the fourth, don't get it. You, in the fourth, you guys just kept running the ball, and I was like, "Do something!" And <laughs> like, we show, can't run the show ball. Show them you want it. <laughs> we can't run the ball. The one time Chuba had that big run up the sideline, do you want to know who blocked for him? Tylen Wallace. You know, like, oh, wow. I don't even know because I was frustrated <laughs> last game, and now I'm just sitting here like, no, our offense is actually crap. Like, you can talk about all the excuses that you want, but this high powered thing that we're supposed to have, like, we literally have Tylen Wallace back, we got Chuba back. Those were both gifts, I thought. And we're just not doing anything with him. Just not doing anything. One, when Spencer Sanders does drop back, he is more sporadic than Shane. We kind of discussed that. But he has one to two seconds to figure out what he's going to do because whatever defense is already on him. If there's any pressure applied, they're going to get around him. Yeah. Sad. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you have anything specific about the third you want to get into. I didn't see much of the third. No, that's when Chuba re-injured his ankle, so he was kind of in Ooh. and out. Um, but honestly, the whole rest of the game, like OU, I think scored twice more in the so, fourth. In the fourth, 14 minutes, we had the little fakey poo, mm -hmm. Rattler to Hall, 30-yard pass. Um, that made it 34-13 OU. And I think it was shortly after that, Sanders came back in the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. He sure did. <laughs> um. Probably my favorite play of the game, which is probably a lot of other people's too. Um, six minutes and 28 seconds. Um, Stoops and Theo Weiss were out left of Spencer Rattler, and the defender left Weiss, the OSU defender for some reason left Weiss and went to Stoops, even though Stoops had a defender on him already. And then Rattler just straight to Theo, 31 yards, 41-13 OU. I mean, and it's not nice to me to say that that was my favorite play, but, I mean, that was the icing on the cake of the game. I don't know why that defender did that. I was like, where's he going? Honestly, <laughs> um, when Spencer Sanders came back in in the fourth, and that just meant that we opted to not make changes in the third. I didn't give two shits about what happened in the fourth. Because if it <laughs> fucked me, 
no, it's fuck you, Dundee. And like, I was so mad because it just <laughs> didn't make sense for like what was happening was obviously not good. And if your starting quarterback is ready to go, I know there's been some frustration there. And I'm not saying he's played the best, but I don't think you can leave Shane out there. Shane yeah. ended on the night 5 of 21 for 71 yards. It hurts. And he overthrows it every time. So I'm not, like, done with him, you know, but, like, it's an apparent issue. So when he put him back in, I was like, don't even know why I'm watching this. <laughs> Honestly, that's when I started drinking the wine because I'm like, okay. Um, I did just kind of sit back after um, Theo scored and I was like we're done here um honestly you guys gave up like I just feel like for someone that watches every single game and I do I was very turned off by the end of the game I didn't even want to watch the fourth I don't know if it was a communication issue, a coaching issue, but it's very reminiscent to me of a Bedlam game I watched. I can't remember if it was like 2008 or 2009 when um, they played What's His Face over Whedon. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was like they didn't have anything. They didn't have anything. And so towards the end of the fourth, um, the OU penalty, um, that was really, that was really in poor class to me. I don't like that. Um, you guys did go for it on fourth and the OU player got the penalty. He was taunting y'all. That incomplete pass hurt. Mm -hmm. When you went for it on fourth, I was like, this is it. They're going to at least like get a little pop. But there wasn't any of that all game. The one touchdown we got, thank you, Mr. Radley Hiles, for acting up like you do sometimes because that was a mm -hmm. gift because we got half the distance to the goal, I'm pretty sure. So that's the only touchdown we got. <laughs> and then we got some field goals. But – yeah, um, I didn't even want to watch the fourth, honestly. It was that off-putting. Like, there was no bounce back at really one point in the game. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you attacked, and then we attacked. Because there, you, I know you remember that one outrageous bedlam where it was Baker and uh, Baby Mason, and it was just oh, like yeah. touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Like, there was no matching of energy. It was just like, no. oh, dang, they scored. And then that was it. As soon as you guys scored that first touchdown, there was no bounce back at all. I mean, they came out that first quarter was sick. But with one minute left, OU Henderson got the first down. Game was over. Final was 41-13. Who
who do you guys play next? Mm, I think our schedule's pretty easy from here on out. We play Texas Tech. You guys play Tech? Yeah. You know what? I don't I even say know who we easy, play. as in they haven't been ranked, at least. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I was watching. Oh, we play West Virginia. We play West Virginia. Yeah. And then we play. And then we play, play Baylor. I knew it was somebody. Um, of course, it was somebody. I forgot to mention this earlier. Um. Iowa State University beat Kansas State 45 nothing. I think that was the only other Big 12 game on this weekend. Iowa State plays Texas uh, next Friday. So that could be fun. A little Friday night, Texas, Iowa State. Yeah, the Iowa Texas game was postponed. I can't remember who they were oh, playing. Yeah, oh, Kansas. Yeah. That's right. The Texas-Kansas right. game. But I think it was because of issues on Kansas' side. So They're calling for an Iowa State OU Big 12. I mean, we could definitely get beat. Iowa State, who would have thunk it? They've been on the come up. I don't have anything else, really. <laughs> no. Um, as soon as... Spencer Sanders came back in in the fourth. I was like, oh, okay. So, well, and I mean, maybe there's a perfectly good explanation for it that I'm not aware of. Maybe like he wasn't medically cleared. I don't know. It just from watching the game, watching Spencer Sanders, he wanted back in immediately. Like he was telling them immediately he was fine. I know why they sat yes. him out because he did look dazed whenever he was coming out. Like I understand all these things until you put him in, in the fourth. And then I'm like, well, none of this makes sense. None of it. Agreed. That's why that was my cowboy Kool-Aid. Um, just kind of like, I know we're tired and, but I just could not believe you guys always have so much more energy always mm -hmm. you guys come to bedlam like it's the national championship and it is on every time and i just the cow i don't know i don't know if it's the vibe i'm giving the kool-aid award to you but i just was like i felt bad i'm like literally this is not fun Everybody that I'm close to, pretty much, aside from my mother, is an OU fan. So there was, like, a lot of not talking going on tonight. Yeah. Because a girl just needed a minute. Understandable. Um, yes, the vibe, you're not wrong. Like, it was trash. I had a hard time even picking, like, a Kool-Aid winner because I'm, like, line them up, you know, like the whole thing. Anyone that participated in the whole thing should get a Kool-Aid award. But I just decided to keep it simple. And Spencer Sanders, while in reflection, when I look back at it, I don't think it was an interception. I think he probably didn't have control of it. It was still marked an interception. And I said, if you throw the 
small way, if you have a turnover, you will get a Kool-Aid award. So that was my easy out. And um, yeah, the whole thing was bad. <laughs> the end. The uh, three, four hours later, it was bad. Yes. <clears throat> my I'm a man award. Um, a family from Enid was the homeland home gator of the game. And they had all their pictures on social media on the OSU athletics page. And yeah, it was a family from Enid. And I thought that was great. My first option, I literally wrote down, I don't have one. And then I was like, <laughs> well, somebody had to do something well in this game. And then I decided that I would pick our backup kicker because Alex, yes, he had the injury. So I don't even know how to say this little BB's name. And I say BB because he's a freshman, Brady Pohl, Brady Pohl. So yeah, he was two for two while filling in tonight and I'll take it. You know, I think it was probably the only decent thing we may have done. <laughs> Do your Shake and Baker Award first. Hmm. Oh, um, I'm going to give this to Darby Dean. She's the first female driver of the Sooner Schooner. Word? Word. She was working it, okay? So first female driver, Darby Dean, is going to get my Shake and Baker. That is so deserving. Women supporting women, okay? Always. Yes. My Shake and Baker is going to Spencer Rattler. I just felt like he was so settled. He was, he was. just, he was very settled. It was a mature outing for him. And I felt like he did a really good job. Do you want to give your skid? Sure. My Sooner Schooner skid was at the two minute. I know I touched on it a little bit, but it really irritated me. And it's probably just because like, hi, I have a lot of like, I like my best friends and OSU fan. So I know she's hurting, but I also just like have a lot of empathy. So at the two minute, 40 second OSU possession, when 23 OU started taunting y'all talking about you know that was a little much i was like stop you're gonna get a penalty and then i'm gonna be pissed and i just felt like it was in poor taste i mean it's gonna make a really good gif gif i don't know it's 2020 i still don't know how to say it but i mean it's gonna make a good one but it was still i don't know you just don't have to add insult to injury there's no need for it but my skit award, I'm going to give to Brendan Radley-Hiles. I feel like every time I tune in, he's acting up once a game. And it did work out in my favor <laughs> this time because we needed that to squeak out that very first <laughs> yes. touchdown. But from an OU standpoint, like every time I tune in, he's doing something, getting some type of penalty. That's number so, 22, right? I think so. He has the longer hair. Yeah, he's always acting up. He's in trouble yes. all the I'm time. I'm always like, stop it. 
whenever I saw it was him, I was like, yeah, like we need a little help. Thank you. Because at that point in the game, I was like, okay, we just squeaked out a touchdown. We didn't deserve. We can still turn this around. It was a foolish penalty. And also like I spent, (laughs) I spent the whole morning watching our time on ESPN plus there was 15 episodes. Now, some of them weren't very long. I literally watched all of them. And in one of the episodes, Spencer Sanders was kind of joking around because they had one of the nets up that you, like, throw the football into and it catches it. You know, it has, like, the different spots for you to try and hit. And he was joking around about how he couldn't hit the target. And I'm like, that's not a joke. <laughs> it's not no. a joke. <laughs> It's not a joke. That's very real life. And (laughs) I think we should take it a little bit more serious from here on out. And he was just like, "Mm -hmm, yeah. And like laughed it off. And he was like, yeah, it's not working. Can't hit it. And I was like, um, I'm going to need like a little more to go into it than that. Like we're not even working on it. You're going to have to, um, you watched that before? Is that the Chuba footage you sent me? Probably. I literally started watching it this morning and watched all 15 episodes leading up to Bedlam. Like, I think I finished the last one, and I did stuff in between, but I think I finished the last one around, like, 5.30. So then I had, like, a little pregame situation into Bedlam. I literally watched Oklahoma State football stuff all day long, and then that's what they gave me. That's what they did to me. Girl, I didn't know you watched the whole series. Yeah. It wasn't like a planned out thing. It's just kind of how it happened. But I definitely binge watched the whole thing and then got shit on. <laughs> so. Why would you do that? I mean, you had no way of knowing that that's no the way, way it knowing. was going to happen. I thought yes. we would at least look competitive. I didn't know it. I didn't know. And then I was like, oh, it's fine. Because I was trying to stay busy so I wouldn't think about Steven. And then they did me like that. It was a really Freaking difficult day. Freaking prime time. They did me like that. I feel really bad to you because I was talking so much shit about prime time two weeks ago. <laughs> like, I'm supposed to be really happy, but I just feel really bad this is like a pity <laughs> like Meanwhile, and not in a like rude way or anything but it was just it was rough and then in Gundy's post-game presser he was like well yep we got out coached <laughs> yeah. ouch yeah you think so so trying to remain optimistic but well you know that they'll start calling for him again like mm-hmm. they always do Mm-hmm. Normally, are I'm you, not you, a part of that crowd, though. I was going to say, do you are you feeling some kind of way though now? Yes, I've never been that put off watching a football game. I think in my entire life, <laughs> entire life, and I've watched quite a bit of football, <laughs> and uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well. Hopefully Aaron Rodgers comes through for you tomorrow and Sunday is a better day. 
if the Packers don't do well tomorrow, you're going to have to like call out of work on Monday <laughs> and take a personal day. I'm not well. I need the <laughs> Packers to hold it together tomorrow and that's it. <laughs> I think my BB is supposed to be back, my wide receiver. Lazard. I think he's supposed to be back. But also, like, when the Packers have not looked good, they've worked, like, or they've looked very not good. Like, it's not just, like, oh, they got beat. It's, oh, they look like trash. So they're either going to look really good tomorrow or really not. It's going to be great. Nobody's going to – Dre's not going to get traded in the middle of the night. There's – I don't think there's anybody left to trade. You can't hurt me anymore, Presty. There's no one left. It's just me and you. Like, you can't hurt me anymore. You've literally taken everything from me. Yep. Yep. I'm like, Hami is secured, and so is Lou and Darius, so at least for this season, we're done here, okay? I don't know how many draft picks we actually have, but I know it's ridiculous. I, I don't even care. No. Not Is that terrible? Point. Like, I literally do not even care how many draft picks we have at this point. Um, no, because it's just all your favorite players being auctioned off for picks, and it hurts. We're at the really shitty part of it. I do, like, I know what the point is, and I think he's doing it very, very well. It just, it hurts. <laughs> Well, it's hard, like, when you get an emotional attachment and it's, like, a salary dump. Yes. <laughs> Tanking sucks. <laughs>